All right, let's see what's going on. Oh, I know. We're going to be talking about some really hot stuff today. How would you like to know? Well, let me ask you a question. Here's the question before we talk to our guest. Can you choose between wealth and power? Not an easy, easy decision to make, is it? Rubber ball, I can bounce back to you. Rubber ball, back to you. And it is like a rubber ball. You bounce back and forth. Wealth and power, power and wealth. Which one do I want? Which one causes problems for the other? And you know what? Do you want either one it, when it really comes down to it? Uh, they're interchangeable as far as I'm concerned, but we'll find out from our guest how he feels about it. Uh, Steve Glickman thinks that they're not, uh, that they're distinct and opposing value systems. And now here's the clincher. Steve thinks he has the answer to political corruption. Boy, does he have a job on his hands. And our counterproductive two-party system that we've got. You know, Republicans, Democrats, you, you know I always talk about that, saying I don't like either one because I'm a, a declined to state because they're all too crazy on either side. Now, Steve is the modern age's anti-expert, uh, appealing to regular folk for a change, and that's you and me. Hi, Steve. Nice to have you with us on Pop-Off. Thanks, Mary Jane. Glad to be here. Okay, let's talk about this. Um, we've got a two-party system. Let's get into that right away, because we're already starting to talk about it. It's a little ways away, but not that far away. You know, just a little over a year away. You say a two-party system doesn't work. It's not good. So what does? Well, I'm up in Canada, and I say that the... Almost the vote itself doesn't work, because we have more than two parties here. Hello? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, so we have more than two parties here. It's the voting process itself. It looks to me worldwide it doesn't work. And basically, no matter how many parties you have, it's basically a choice for the wealthy people, and no choices for the rest of us. You know, they get to choose what the agenda is going to be between which party, and the rest of us are just left holding on to that vote. Okay, so what about the idea that uh, everybody is limited, and this has been talked around for a long time, uh, limited to a certain amount of money that will be provided, and that's all you can use for advertisement or for campaigning, and that way it puts everybody on an even plane. Yeah, well, there's a lot of great ideas, but how do we get them implemented? I mean, there's so many, they, they build in all these loopholes. It's a big game, right? I mean, you know, we come up with some great ideas, and then they find a way to rig it so that, doesn't, so that so what we want doesn't happen. Yeah, so there's lots of great ideas. The, the, real, the real challenge, at least to me, is how do we actually get them in place? Like, how do we actually speak up and make sure the government's on our side? We know what we want. It's, not, it's, it's almost uh, you know, redundant to talk about what it is. We all know how, how to get rid of corruption. The problem is actually doing it. Okay, well, then you came up with an idea called vote sizing. Now, you want to explain that? Yeah, in a nutshell, vote sizing is giving weighted votes to uh, poor, working, middle-class people. So their votes add up to more than wealthy people's votes. Why should it? Because the system is rigged now in the other direction. So the wealth has too much influence over the political system. Because they've got what? Money? They can buy ads? <laughs> Everything. Every which way possible, they're interfering with the political process. Before, during, and after elections. Yeah, one of them is they buy ads. I mean, and the media, you know, only... I mean, the media reports on how much money they're, 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 they're raising, mm -hmm. and then they take that money, and they head it right back over to the media. And what's left out is a, a decent debate on, on the policy. So the media's going to report on how much money they're going to get. Okay, now, I, I understand your word decent debate, because I agree that most of the debates that they've had so far are not really debates. Yeah. So when you have 12 people running, how are you going to have a debate? 
Well, well, the question that's not asked is, how exactly are you going to enforce those policies you're talking about? Because there's just so many lies, and there's so much smoke and mirrors. The, quest, the real question is, is okay, we know what, we, what you say, you want to get out of Iraq, or you want to give health care, or you want to uh, seal the borders, right? What exactly, I mean, the, it falls down in that, they, well, they, they, that's what they'll say, but that's not what they do. So the real debate is, you know, how are you going to get that in place? Now, I understand what you say, because you're, you're right, and that's what I always ask them. You're telling me what you're going to do, but you're not going to tell me how you're going to find the money and the wherewithal to make it happen. Yeah, exactly. And, and what, what I get to, the root of it all, is that a wise government will choose between being very wealthy and very powerful. A wise government does not try to do both. So a government that represents... Usually, usually a government that is powerful is wealthy. Well, that's called corruption. Oh, it, I don't know about that. I call, whenever, whenever wealth and power overlap, that's what I call corruption. So in other words, it's smart to choose. I want to live communally. I want to, I want to uh, preserve my resources. I want to share, and I want to have people, you well, know... It takes money to do that, too. Uh, to preserve resources? Oh, yeah. You've got to start up some kind of program to do that. It, it takes costs money to do that. Well, yeah, it takes, yeah, it's going to take money. There's always going to be a level of, of this overlap. You can't eliminate the overlap. The, 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 the goal is to minimize the overlap and minimize the, what I call corruption. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah, it will take money to put this in place. But hopefully, you know, uh, uh, you know a lot of societies, they live off of a lot less than the rich, powerful societies. They can get by on less. I mean, a lot of the world is, it has learnt to get by on less. Yeah, but yeah, I, I would live there if I wanted to. I don't want to live there. Well, fine, don't. Uh, but, but that doesn't... So, so why should you put in policies, though? Why should you be on the radio and telling everybody else that they need to live your way? What about people who want to get by on less? Stop, stop, stop. I didn't tell anybody to live my way. I said, this is the way I live, and I have the way I want to live. I'm not forcing you to say, I'm allowing you to say what you want. Yeah. I'm just saying that if, if people who want to learn to get by on less, if people who want to have less, then do so. they should have government on their side. Government is to protect them, not the wealthy people. They should have a weighted vote because okay, they need a weighted vote. Let me ask you a quick question. Uh, you say you live in Canada. Yeah. Okay. Are you a Canadian citizen or a U.S. citizen? Canadian. Canadian citizen. So what's good in Canada? Our health care is good. Uh, not much. Uh, yeah, okay. Florida. Uh, not much. I mean, you know, you, you guys have to wait a long time to get some of the treatments that you have. So, and a lot of Canadians are coming down to get their treatments in this country. I think I'm not defending what we're doing because we've got some pro- major problems. Here, yeah, I agree. Hey, I don't think Canada's doing. I don't. I can't point to any place on the planet right now that's balancing wealth and power. I don't think Canada has learned how to uh, how to behave intelligently either. I think a weighted vote. Vote sizing is appropriate almost anywhere you look on the planet. To me, it's the next kind of democratic reform. And, no, I can't point to any one-person, one-vote system and say it's working right now. Okay. They're all corrupted. And, and you know, I have to, I have to you know, bring this up. Obviously, in almost any democratic system that has been set up, and ours especially in the United States, it, is, it was set up as an elite system. It was not set up for everybody in the common folk to vote. Yeah. But, I, that's why we have the Electoral College still, which I think is outdated. There you go. The Electoral College was set up for that reason. But, you, know, you guys are not smart enough to make the decisions, and if you're going to make the wrong one, we'll correct it for you. Yeah, but along the way, there's always been people like myself pushing for democratic reform. You're right. There's a battle going on. There's a struggle between who's going you know, to hold the power and the wealth and who's going to share it. 
And so it's always been, we've, we evolved democratically. We almost never go back. And, you know, it's just looking at our history and saying, yeah, you learn to share power, you have more power, you have a better society. You learn to share wealth, you have a wealthier society. I mean, it's, uh, that's human evolution. Right. Yeah. Hang in there with me because I really want to talk some more about these concepts because the, the concepts are good. Uh, but I'm going to hit you like I do with the politician. Right. How do we implement them? You know, talking about it is all well and good, but how do we make it happen? So okay. hang in there with me, okay? Yep. Steve Glickman, he says that we need to make some major changes, and even though he's Canadian, he says, hey, there too, they got their problems. Robert Ball, can you see you? Yeah, that rubber ball does bounce, and politics is part of that rubber ball. It bounces all over the place. And that's why Steve Glickman says we've got to make some changes, and we've got to get back to uh, 80% should be, uh, from what he says, wealth, and 20% should be power. Now, before we get to that, I've got to ask you, Steve, um, it's kind of curious. Are you hearing that clicking noise? Yeah. A little bit? Yeah, we've got a bad connection, I think. I'm so sorry about I'll that. Tell you what. Hang in there with me. I'm just going to take a one-minute break here. Hang up, and I'm going to call you right back. Okay. Right? Sure. A better line. All right. Okay, we will be back with Steve Flickman. I, I hate when those clicking sounds sound like that. Because... 